0: Hey, girl. What's up? Nothing much. Just recording the Girls, Girls Just Wanna fun Have Fun podcast. It was good. It was good.
1: Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, yeah this this episode is super fun. We super fun. We uh we just filmed it actually, and um it's with Judy Buck.
0: Judy Buck. She is my cousin. She's my mother's first cousin. So I guess second. Co- I don't think it's second cousin, but not my. I don't know. I call her my cousin, more like an aunt, another mother, thing mm-hmm. like that.
1: And she's the, she's amazing. Yeah. She, um, we talked a lot about, you know, how to like start a business, how to make a make some buck on the yeah, side. Yeah,
0: make a buck with Judy Buck.
1: Make a buck. She's really good at, you know, motivating, self-motivation. Um, and I don't know, I, I felt really inspired by yeah, her. Yeah,
0: it's going to kick you into high gear and make you want to get up, get a job, make some money. Which is what we want to do right now during quarantine. I think we all can use a little bit of motivation.
1: Yeah. And she also reminded us that it's good to rest and yes. take time to be with loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take time to be with yourself.
0: Yes. Amazing. And, of course, we talked about dating. Of course. Boys, dating apps. What you all are here for. What you all
1: really are really <laughs> here Um. So, stay tuned. But first, we're going to do our favorites. Of course. Samira, what's your favorite of the week?
0: My favorite of the week is... I just found this in my room the other week it's a little moroccan oil for your hair
1: covered in dust there's rat poop in it <laughs> love it
0: <laughs> yeah i got it when i got my hair done last year they gave me a little sample because so i have my hair is always so frizzy and i'm like i don't know what to do and they're like oh try this it's good so i found it found it and it's a little travel size so i brought it to florida with me which is where i'm at now with luke mm-hmm. and i've been using it and i really enjoy it so i need to go out and buy another one i'm not sure what the brand is i think it's just generic moroccan oil is what it's called, I believe. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really nice. I put it in my hair. It doesn't make it oily. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get more into hair products. Cause I don't really put product in my hair, but I'm trying to get more into it. And that's my favorite right now. It's something little self-care item, little mm-hmm. hygienic. I guess.
1: We love hygiene here. We
0: love hygiene. Good <laughs> hygiene.
1: I brushed my teeth this morning.
0: Mmm. Mm-hmm. Took a shower this week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my favorite. Luke, how about you?
1: Um, okay, so my favorite is, as you can guess,
0: food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so my favorite is the cinnamon roll cinnamon mm. roll that Mary and I had last night. So good. Delicious. Um, and it's from Zoe's Sweet Kitchen, which is a really cute restaurant cafe bakery near uh my home in florida um check out their instagram page because i yeah i am running it right now luke is doing great
0: promoting the business the food looks so good it's gonna make you want to come to florida come get it it's such a cute shop yeah. yeah, so
1: we we tried we had a, the brownies, so had a, good. oh the cookies and cream brownies. Yeah, that
0: was really good. That was
1: during lunchtime, our lunchtime dessert. Yeah. And we had cinnamon <laughs> our roll. Main <laughs> our main dessert. Main um, dessert. Cinnamon roll it was delicious.
0: It was so good. We heated it. Heated did it up. We split it. And it was funny. It's really big, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna. Ha- we were just gonna split it in half, and I was like. I'm not gonna eat a whole half of this. Like, I was like, Are you kidding? Yes, like, Luke was like, I'll cut it in half and just eat what you want. But uh, of course, I ate the whole half. <laughs> You're like, I think they made it. You had
1: like one little yeah. bit left there. I think they might
0: eat the whole <laughs> half. <laughs> it was so good. It
1: was delicious. Yeah. So grab your cinnamon rolls, grab your hair um, oil, mm-hmm. and sit back and enjoy this episode with Judy Buck.
0: Yes. Thanks for listening and get ready.
1: Get ready.
0: All right, Judy, thank you for being here today with us.
2: For girls. With us girls. For girls just want to have fun, the podcast. <laughs> Who does not want to have fun? That is what my life is about, having fun.
1: <laughs> right.
2: And that's what this whole episode is going to be, fun.
1: Fun. Fun
0: with Sit back. It's,
1: it's, it's a
2: little difficult now to have fun with this COVID, but I am really oh. trying to do my best
0: yes aren't Mm -hmm. we all Mm -hmm. yes all right so our first question for you is to maybe give a little background information about where you went to college what you studied in college who
1: is this judy Buck?
2: yeah who is judy buck who is she and where did she come from (laughs) well you know if if we want to go back a little bit i i think that um i got a lot of my motivation for work and for independent work from my parents who uh, were entrepreneurs as well, and owned grocery stores when I was a child. Uh, My father worked for carnation company um, out of Philadelphia, but was moonlighting, and he bought a business down in Cape May County, and they would come down on weekends, and uh, at the young age of eight, I started working uh, for my parents, putting out groceries in a cart. Back then, we didn't have one of those sticker guns, uh, that we're all, well, now it's all computer, uh-huh. but uh, we had a black magic marker and we had a mark the canned goods and your mother actually did that as well, Mary. We we really? had a whole, yeah, we had a whole group of uh, underage employees my parents did. <laughs> they they <laughs> <laughs> to complete advantage of that. Uh, so I had to work from a young age, like, you know, on weekends where my friends were sitting around watching Saturday cartoons, but... Um then you know through high school and through college i i held different jobs and um didn't really know what i wanted to do or what i wanted to be but i i knew that i loved music it was really a big part of my world in high school you know listening to bruce springsteen and jackson brown and bob seger i was a a rock girl so i decided that um maybe I'd be interested in, in music somehow. I didn't play any instruments, but I went to college uh, nonetheless. I went to a school, a little private school uh, called Rosemont next to Villanova uh, on the main line and outside of Philadelphia. And I went there for two years and then I started to really think about you know, doing something in communication and something in, in business with you know, involving music, whether it was radio or maybe it would be journalism And uh, unfortunately, Rosemont did not have a communication minor or major. So what they could offer me was a concentration from Villanova. So Villanova was like a sister school to Rosemont. And uh, so I, I figured in my sophomore year, I would take a few classes there and uh, see how I liked it, and I did. And it was just very impersonal for me because it was so big, and I I guess because I grew up down um, at the Jersey Shore and on the beach. So I didn't like it, and a friend of mine had told me that she had a girlfriend going to a school called Cabrini, which was, again, not far from where I was, and she said, from what I understand, they just put a brand new communication studio in. And I said, really? And she said, yeah, they have a computer. You know, back then, we didn't have computers. This is in the you know, mid, early 80s. So I went and I checked it out and I saw it and uh, it was really for me. And being that it was a small school, I was able to get involved with the radio station. Um, my first year, I was the music director in the second year i was the station manager while they also offered their students internships really good internships like i had an internship at a rock radio station wysp for two semesters and then i you know was meeting rock stars and making relationships with with other radio folks and uh, to make a long story short, I, I wound up skipping work. Well, I, I got the job after college at the public relations uh, office. And I and I wasn't crazy about it. I missed radio. And I, I wound up playing hooky on a Monday to come down to a big bar down the shore in Wildwood called the, pe- not the penalty box, the uh, the playpen. And uh, they were, Squeeze was there that night. Do
0: you, do you know who Squeeze is? No, my mom has told me about that, but we love to say squeeze on this podcast. That's Squeeze! So that's really ironic (laughs) that you bring that up.
2: (laughs) Yes. So it was a great band from the 80s. I mean, just a a really, really excellent band. And I said, I don't care. I'm going down the shore and I'm I'm skipping work. I'm going to lie and say I have a dentist appointment or something, which is very not like me because I'm so Catholic. And uh, so I wound up going and meeting some people that I, had in, that I had met when I was an intern at YSP, and they introduced me to uh, the program director of a rock station from Atlantic City. Well, the next thing you know, I was talking his ear off, and uh, I wound up getting an interview, and wound up having a job there. So I left my career in Philadelphia and came down to Atlantic City, moved back into my house. I mean, I was all of 21 or so. And uh, from there, I wound up getting a job offer with Capitol Records. And from there, I I landed a job doing promotion. So it was basically a a relationship job and, um, you know, a hard job because when the bands would come to town, you'd have to bring them into the radio stations. You'd have to you know, get the radio guys and the retail guys backstage to meet the band. So they would support them, bring in the records. And uh, that was that was the good old days. That was that was a lot of fun and um, Basically, I I just think that back then when I was in my 20s and even early 30s, I was, I just thought I could do anything that I wanted to do. And I just worked really, really hard. There was never an issue that, you know, I was a woman or um, I didn't have the opportunities that other people had. um, And I just, I never stopped. I just, I, I worked really hard. I have a good work ethic from my parents. And then um, I just moved right up the ladder and uh, basically was in the music industry, I guess about 15 years or so until um, I had my my son, my only child. And when he was uh, one and a half, I decided that I wanted to leave the music industry because it was a lifestyle job. It was basically you woke up in the morning, you you did your job, you had to go to concerts. It was a dream job. It was great. I got paid a lot of money, you know, met a lot of great people, met bands. But you know, when you get into your thirties, you you want to experience different things. So at that time, my uh, my ex husband and I started a store down where um, we had both grown up in the Cape May area but basically it was a it was a way to be close to my parents while my son was small and get some support from them and also help them in their elder years you know so i was able to take them to doctor appointments and you know, be there for them when they needed it as opposed to having a job where I was always on the road and and hardly ever home. And it was really nice to see my son grow up here in Cape May. And now um, after 20 years, I decided to sell my business and do some independent work. So I've done real estate for quite a while. So I'm doing real estate. I also sell virtual tours to businesses for Google And um, I do marketing for a friend of mine. And uh, last summer and the summer before, I drove Uber a bit, you know, to make some extra, yeah, to, to, you know, make some extra cash. I mean, basically if someone comes up to me and says, you know, hey, can you help me do this? Or, you know, do you have a minute to do some marketing? I want you on my team. Usually I say yes, because it gives me the opportunity to do a lot of things and, really excel at, at different things that I, I didn't think that uh, I'd have the opportunity to do. So last night I was talking to a friend who has a company that is, he asked me <laughs> if I'd be interested in helping him. So I, uh, I have a feeling I'm starting on a new job uh, starting Monday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, all right, well, let's, let's chat a little bit about, um,
1: Exciting.
0: so let's talk about maybe you said that you opened up your own business, your own store. So what made you want to do that? And you said earlier that you didn't really find any challenges being a woman in the working world. So yeah, what made you want to start
2: your own business? Well, as far as the challenges of being a woman, I guess it was in my generation when I was growing up as, as a almost the baby boomer, but I'm I'm a little bit past that. Um, I was always told that I could do anything I wanted to do. You know, it wasn't the generation from the fifties where they were expected to get married and then just have children and not work. Um, it was basically like, you know, you go to college, you you find a field and you know, you want to be an astronaut, you go be an astronaut, you want to be a, Mm. uh, you know you, you want to have a business you go have a business so i guess i was so crazy working all the time that maybe maybe there was some you pre- well there, there there was you know i i did get harassed by men once in a while uh like little sexual innuendos really? um yeah. yes yes i, 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 I like- did I, I did with you know, people making comments and I really just shrugged them off and just kept doing my jobs. You know, I just did my job and kept my head up and, you know, moved on. But I guess starting my own business, uh, you know, my ex husband and I had talked about, you know, relocating back down to Cape May and, and doing something um you know that that we thought would be fun and uh something that kate may didn't have and basically we wound up uh, building a store called celebrate kate may which basically had a lot of things kate may whether it was you know the shirt that i have on i have a little oh, kate yeah. may shirt on today yeah and two flip flops to beach wear two I hermit crabs Oh, yes. The Hermit Crabs. Remember the Hermit crabs, Mary. Mary right. was lucky enough to work with me for a few years, which yes, was, was wonderful.
0: Right. Yeah. Working with Judy. I'll, I want to say, yeah, Judy was a fun boss. Judy's probably the best boss I ever had. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I've
2: been told that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess that's a, maybe because we're family, but I think, no, I think everyone who worked at your store could agree that We all had such a fun time. Like I've never had a job where it like it didn't feel like work.
2: That's what a lot of the girls tell me. And you know, when I closed two years ago, I mean, we had a, we had we celebrated for about a month before the closing, and of of course, it always ended in tears. And Mm -hmm. you know, now that the girls have other jobs right now, um, they always. Text me and miss me, and we miss the way that we were family. And Mm -hmm. they miss me being a boss and said I ruined them for life because, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I used to take them to the conventions, uh, the buying conventions, which, which again is so much fun if you're going to do your own business, going to the conventions that are relevant to the job. I mean, I can't tell you how much. I learned from going to conventions in Tennessee, going to the surf expo in Florida. And I used to bring my employees and we used to make it, you know, just a big fun celebration of, you know, buying and seeing the the new items and the new trends. And, you know, I think that as a boss, I was never, it was all about me. It was about everybody Mm -hmm. because it was, it was, a small store, but so much responsibility that, you know, I don't know what the trends are for a twenty year old. I don't know what the trends are for a seventy year old woman. So, you know, the different people that I had hired were different age groups and yeah. I gave them the autonomy to to do some buying. You, hey, here's your budget. Go. And, you know, they learned a lot, which they were able to translate into where they are right now and knowing that they can do whatever they want to do.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you definitely instilled that in us, and I think that you were, like, your way of running a store was. I don't, I don't want to say unconventional because I think you were like you knew when to get down to business, but you also knew when to have fun and how to treat us like we were not like your equals. But you didn't. I feel like a lot of times bosses kind of look down upon people not down but you know mm-hmm. like you just treated us really well and i think we had a lot of fun times i remember we would like julia and i we worked all day once and we came back at night cuz we were i think we were rearranging the store we were all cleaning the store i think google was coming to shoot pictures so yeah, all of oh, us right, right. all of us were at the store cleaning it and like you ordered pizza and we all started imitating you <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> that happened a lot <laughs> yeah we, i think jill put on like two pairs of glasses because judy would always put on we sold sunglasses and she would put on all the sunglasses and walk around the store like barefoot and be like walk with me and you would show us <laughs> things that had to be done she was like all right don't do it now but just
2: <laughs> yeah i used to make you have a list carry the list with you yeah
0: because you would say Write all, all right down dust Write this down the shelf. yeah dust the shelf and i would start dusting the shelf and you're like not now walk with me <laughs> and you would show me everything that had to be
2: done And I I would love when I came in and uh, let's say you were standing behind, well, this never really happened with you, Mary, (laughs) standing behind the counter, doing nothing, there's nobody in the store. What I would say, not to you, but to other people, I would say, okay, look at that shelf over there. (laughs) Look at that. What, what, what does wrong belong? what doesn't, po- oh, I see the five mugs are turned the opposite way. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. I forgot I have to fold those shirts. So I just brought to people's <laughs> attention instead of yelling at them and saying, Hey, this, yeah. this wasn't a, Hey, look, don't forget the trash has to be out. And I, I think that by pointing different things out to the employees, they realize that there's, there's always something to be done. Right. You know? Always yeah. something to be done. And it, and it was a lot of fun, especially the, the hermit crab station.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We sold the hermit crabs. That was, I think we always pulled the short end. The short end of the stick was the person who had the hermit crabs.
2: <laughs> oh, there and, were, we sold a lot of hermit crabs. Oh, My yeah. goodness. Before we knew it, we were the only place in town selling hermit crabs because everyone came to us. And I And I know it's so trivial, but it's just so so funny to think back on it and we did make a lot of money selling them yeah we did
0: you know yeah so i love that yeah
1: i love that you i love that you you know you did what you wanted to do and you and i also think it was nice that you had always had a perspective of learning and wanting to um improve instead of like um needing to be the best but like improving your your store and Mm -hmm. your you know yourself and your employees. I think that's really important to them.
2: Yeah, I, I'd always ask my. Uh, well, I mean, I think you know this, Mary. I mean, I'd always ask for input. Do you like this? Do you not like this? What do you think? If we move this, what do you think about this? And you know, the girls would always give me their input. A lot of the times, I, I feel like yeah, I had a, a good amount of of influence. But a lot of times, I stood back and did it the way that they wanted to do, and it was it was successful. So it was every everyone contributed. There was not one person, uh, you know, and it it came, it came to the point where I, I didn't have to hire anybody. All my girls came back year after year after year to work for me in a seasonal (laughs) surrounding until they got real jobs and, and, and left the state. Some of them became school teachers and still came back in the summer and worked for me. So people would come in all the time and try to apply for jobs. But, you know, I was just blessed that all my girls, you know, really had a a great time and um, were great employees and, and came back year after year.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you too, as a boss and as a female entrepreneur, what do you look for when you're hiring someone in whether it was, you know, your store or maybe any environment where... Like what are the qualities that you look for when you're wanting to work with someone?
2: Well, I, I think that appearance has a lot to do with it. I, I mean, the, there were girls that showed up in shorty shorts, uh, little booty <laughs> shorts <laughs> to, uh, you know, get a, a, to, to interview with me. And I just felt like that wasn't acceptable. You know, I think that you have to present yourself, um, with your head, held high and, um, speak proper English and be a little bit outgoing mm-hmm. and the people who kind of, you know, who, who ask questions and seem interested and are outspoken. I, I think that that's very important as opposed to people that are, you know, very shy and introverted. But when you're in retail and you have to communicate with people, um, and make decisions and customer service. It's, it's always good to find somebody who's, who's not afraid and, um, who has a a good appearance and, uh, who's smart.
0: Yeah. And I think that's interesting as well, because, um, I guess my sister, like Julia, Lauren and I, my sisters, we didn't technically have to interview for the position because we are family, but, my sister, Lauren, she is definitely more introverted and quiet. And when she started the job, you know, she was quiet with the customers, things like that. But I really think that you brought it out of her. Like you, like by the end of the time, she was way more talkative with customers, things like that. So I absolutely. think
2: absolutely, absolutely,
0: you had a way of bringing that out of people, which was fun to see.
2: Well, there was uh, another employee that you know very well, Mary, um, Becca. Mm -hmm. She started working for me when she was, I I think she was 15 or early 16. And I remember she, she, I wish we had her on the show to tell you how I, how I uh, interviewed her. She came in with a friend of hers asking for a job. And I I think she says that I said to her, why should I give you a job? Um, You probably did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, she started stuttering, and uh, I was very busy like I normally am. And I think I handed her a hermit crab book and I said, study this, come back and see me on Monday.
0: Oh, my gosh. Said, I'm sure you did.
2: She said that, you know, all weekend or during the week, she had it in school. And when she was taking her classes, she was learning <laughs> about the hermit crabs. So, when she came back for the interview, she knew what to feed them, how to wash them.
0: Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> She's like the
2: so- <laughs> and I remember she did not say a word. And let me tell you, by the time I closed those stores, which she was probably in her early 20s, became a mom and is a wonderful mother. And she has a position now at AAA. Let me tell you, she could have ran that sore blindfold. Oh, yeah! I-, I was so proud of her. She just really—I I just think all my. All my people that worked for me, the majority were women, actually. Girls, mm-hmm. we, we did have Peter and a few other boys in there occasionally, again, family, but uh, he was a good worker. But the, the girls they just excel, and I was I couldn't have been more proud of everybody. And I, I, I really hope that I, I did influence them and and you know have a positive effect on their life because they certainly did for me, they certainly did for me. Mm-hmm. I well, guess
0: that can bring us into the next topic of, so you sold the store, but you still continue to work. You are, I would say, the queen of hustling and side hustles. <laughs> you are- Make a buck. Yeah, how to make a buck with Judy Buck. You yes. are, yes. you definitely are a hustler. And I, I know I learned a lot of that from you with the business and hustling. But what advice do you have for maybe college students or just anyone in general who- Wants to work on making a side hustle and how to make an extra buck.
2: Oh my goodness! Such a great question and such an easy answer. Hmm. Um, there is just so okay. I know that there's COVID, and you know, take take you know, put COVID out of the mix for just a minute, or just wear a mask and gloves and be safe. You know, but I look around and there's help wanted signs everywhere everywhere there's uh, the opportunity to drive uber there's uber eats there's uh DoorDash. there are so many things that people can do in the hours that they want to do it whether it's door dash whether it's uber whether it's lyft when it's convenient for them even to hold a job at doing a morning shift at a pancake house or whatever you could be making a fortune. And you know, one thing leads to another. One door closes, another door opens. You know, my my problem right now is I'm doing about five or six things and I want to do another five or six, but I can't because I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. But I I just think, you know, it's it's self-motivation. And I mean, if you want that car, if you want that apartment, if you wanna clear those credit cards, I mean you you gotta get up and you 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 gotta see the opportunities online um, and that are just right in front of you. You know, if you graduate from college and and you know you can't find what you're looking for right away, do something else. So mm-hmm. the point is, whether there's a pandemic going on, whether there's a recession going on, whether it's a, a good market, a bad market, I just think you know. And I'm not promoting Uber. You know, don't don't you know get me wrong. I'm just promoting the fact that it's such a time right now where you can do things online. I mean, I work sixty percent of the time online. You know, selling my virtual tours for businesses, doing emails, um, talking on the phone to customers. I can be in Puerto Rico half the year and and do what I need to do. I need to be back here in person to actually show real estate, show up at closings, things like that. But that's all fine. You know, I can kind of come and go right now. It's not a great time to travel, but that's, that's kind of my advice that that there's things out there that oh, you know, there's jobs everywhere now, you know, but again, it is a little bit of a crazy time. You know, I know that people are, are frightened. You know, some people don't want to be exposed, and and that's understandable. And for those people, you know, you can collect unemployment and uh, you know possibly do something else. Get yourself ready. Take some online classes to get ready for when things uh, hopefully go back to 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 normal. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Great advice. Yeah,
2: that is good advice. Motivational. It's- yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty easy if you think about it. I mean, it, let's talk about you, Mary. The fact that you're a nutrition major and you're doing this, uh, not only this podcast, but you have your Instagram account where you feature recipes and foods. It, someone could pick up on that. All of a sudden, you could be a private cook for Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do all that extra stuff, but I think I rubbed off on you. So you're doing some extra stuff over there.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you definitely
2: rubbed off on me. Yeah, people people notice that. I mean, how many followers do you have, Mary? A few thousand?
1: 4,000.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. And from, from those Woo-hoo! followers, you know, doors open. You know, people yeah. see it, people read, people, um, you know, are all over social media right now.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. And I think like, what would you say if someone wanted to start their own business where maybe they want to hustle, but not necessarily with a job that's already out there? Like they don't want to drive Uber or things like that. Like what if they want to start their own side hustle, but make it their own, like their own business? Like what would you say to someone with that?
2: I, I would, I would suggest that they definitely do some research. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's market research or even, um, possibly working for a business that they're interested in, say it's a coffee shop and they think that they, they can, they have a brand of coffee or they can make some coffee the way no one else can go work for a coffee shop, go get some experience, go, go figure it out, see how much money they're making. See when it's busiest. Um, same thing for pretty much anything, have a plan. You know, don't just go into it. I, I mean, because a lot of people just go into it uh, coldly, and they 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 get they they wind up closing. They didn't anticipate the amount of money. Save some money. Um, see if you can get some loans. Make sure that your credit is okay. You know, come up. You know, it doesn't have to be a ten-year plan. I mean, it could literally be an eighteen-month plan. You know put $50 a week away. If, if you're not putting anything, put something away mm-hmm. that gives you a little bit of an egg for you to be able to do your own job. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, and if you want to have your own business, you want to create your own gig, work a few jobs to get the money that you might need to put out. That, that's what I would say. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you need to, because when you have your own business and when you have your own gig, you're going to be working so incredibly hard that your head's going to spin. So get used to it, work two jobs, make money, because you might not be able to pay yourself for a while. So at least you'll have something to live on.
0: Hmm.
2: That's, yeah, that's, that's what I would suggest. Wow,
0: I'm feeling motivated. I'm
1: feeling really motivated. I think I need to get up and get a job. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I need
1: to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I feel super motivated. And I think like it's awesome where you're saying that like nothing let you nothing stopped you in your tracks. Even like what you're talking about with um even like those moments of like harassment, like obviously they're bad and obviously like even the smaller moments are like unacceptable, mm-hmm. but um um even through like challenges you still like persevered and like made yourself really um get what you want.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you and you know what? Now, I hate to say this. I hate to put a damper on the conversation, but nothing really is easy. When when COVID first started in March, every single reservation I had for my rental properties canceled. Yeah, I thought I was gonna jump off my roof. Um, <laughs> so I just I think I slept for six weeks is what I did. I uh, you know until I got, till I got motivated and and uh, you know licked my wounds and, and got up and started it again. But Yeah. You know, everything's unpredictable and, and it's, it's, it's just something that comes along with the territory of being an entrepreneur, but there's also something special about it that, Hey, I had time for my family. You know, I had time to spend with my parents before they passed away. You you can't get that back. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, you can't get back the time that you spend with your children or don't spend with your children. Um, the fact of, uh, you know, friends that are elderly that you want to spend time with. Sometimes when you have a nine to five job, or sometimes a lifestyle job that's not your gig, it's somebody else's running you you, you. you don't have the time, and it and it's you know having your own business. You can make the time. You can always make the time because if you close your business for an hour a day, or fifteen minutes for me to run up the street to get my son out of school to take him back down to my store when I had no one to watch him when he was six, seven, eight years old, the world's not going to end because you closed your store for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, you have to not sweat the small stuff too, you know, and, um, you know, the sexual harassment thing, it's, it's a big thing, but I I think it's, you know, out in the open now. I, I don't think that women or men, you know, need to tolerate that in these days with, because. with, um, yeah, with, with, with everything that's gone before us, you know, the same thing with black lives matter and, and prejudices, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, in my generation, I wasn't taught that. So I mm-hmm. didn't learn that. And, uh, it's a shame that it's still going on because, um, it's just, it's learned behavior. It's, and, and, and it, and it is a shame, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to tolerate it.
2: No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. It just, it just really doesn't make sense. I mean, I hired, you know, all nationalities. So, you know, I've worked with so many different nationalities and, um, and, and it's, it's, it's not, everyone has their, their strengths and, and weaknesses, but that's why they're here to, to learn and to grow and to move forward hmm yeah definitely yeah it's also nice because now I get the opportunity to manage the properties that I do while also working independently and doing real estate right now the real estate market is is very hot and and again that is another great job for um, a self-starter someone that that possibly uh, doesn't want to work in a big company environment, someone that maybe can't get a job out of college, you go to real estate school. It's all about relationships. It's all about, um, who, you know, uh, establishing relationships. And, uh, it's easy. You can, you can complete a real estate course in two weeks, take a test and, and if you want to learn more about that, you, you go apply and you work in a real estate office, you become the receptionist. Sometimes if you're liked, uh, the broker will ask you to go to school and they'll pay for it. And then the next thing you know, you're meeting people and, and establishing relationships. And the next thing you know, you have clients, the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you're making money and you're doing it when you want to do it. You know, you're flexible. I just showed a house. <laughs> I showed two houses today. Between three and four pm you know you, you work your schedule out, you work your clients schedule out, and you know that's a and then tomorrow I have um, a turnover to do, and I have two clients to come see another property and uh you know it's just it's all about juggling all about juggling yeah let's
0: talk about another thing that we love to juggle
2: mm. mm. <laughs> boys boys are bad
0: yeah so we I mean Luke and I we've we have a a whole episode about dating Mm -hmm. and dating apps and things like that so we have touched on that we are on dating apps um but you are too and I know that whenever we're together I always we always go on the dating apps and look through each other's <laughs> and you'll look through mine and I'll look through yours and um
2: and I would tell it? you to swipe left for me. But make sure it's a good one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think it's just it's interesting seeing the contrast of um, I guess like the different generations. So, what has your experience been um, on dating apps and dating?
1: And do you have any advice? Any
0: advice?
2: Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. All righty. So, I'm on a few dating apps. I am pretty much not obsessed with them um, because, I guess, because I have a hundred jobs. And um, Mm -hmm. when when I have time, I, I go on them. Once in a while, I swipe right. And... You know, I've, I've had some, you, you know, success with, with online dating Um, because it's difficult for me per se to meet someone in my age demographic that is in my town because I live in a remote area of South Jersey. It's, it's a big uh, tourist destination. So a lot of people that come here are couples, their families. It's not really one of those places that, you know, guys come and have bachelor parties or, you know, different things where there's a lot of uh, single men. So that's why I use the dating apps because it's it's a little difficult to, to find uh, mm-hmm. a good man. But uh, so I, I've, I've had Mostly positive. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> about positive versus negative. Oh, uh, I've had some positive um, experiences, whereas some of the, the guys I've dated, I've remained friends with. And uh, that's at least in three instances where I've, I've actually, you know, maintained friendships, gone out with them again. Uh, you know, in a in a friendly way, have people stay at my properties, rent my properties from me um, that I I once dated at some point. Um, I would say, you know, of course, it's so much nicer to meet somebody organically, but how mm. how really is that possible now in the world that we're in with this with right. this COVID? It's it's difficult, and it, and it, you know what else is difficult? It's difficult being on a dating uh, app and swiping right in this COVID because. Um, you know, you, you don't know whether to get within six feet of the person. You, you really don't have uh, an idea if they've been socially distancing. So that's challenging in itself too. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, if you meet someone, it's nice to establish a little bit of a relationship online, maybe through texting, maybe through FaceTime, uh, yes. maybe through talking on the phone, old school, and then work into it and, um, you know, get to know more about that person to see if you really can trust them with the social distancing aspect of what we're dealing with now. But I, I would say over, overall, um, you know, their, their dating apps are challenging. They really are. I, I would just say, you know, try not to get obsessed with it because something always seems to happen when you least expect it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I like to say I have. Uh, several boyfriends <laughs> What do Which i do.
1: do that too but we don't yeah
2: we say that yeah. but we really don't <laughs> yeah I, I have one in every port what can i say <laughs> okay okay let's
0: talk about what was your dating life when you were our age mm. Mm. keep a g-rated
2: Oh, my goodness. I think I spent so much time working, really, that uh, dating was really, really secondary to me. I mean, I know, Mary, you're going to believe me because, you know, I'm kind of crazy like that. But I was involved with my uh, ex-husband, and you know we remain to this day, you know, very good friends. Um, so I would say when I was your age, Mayor, I was really in a relationship, and uh, yeah. it worked for me because I worked a lot. So you know he was in school, he worked, I worked. Um, our again, the times were a little bit different. Um, we had a lot of friends that we all hung out together. We did things together. We went to October. We had parties, Oktoberfest at people's houses. I had bike race parties at my house where everybody came, you know, the kids, the, you know, the boyfriends, the husbands. So I would say, you know, my dating experiences really happened, you know, more or less after my divorce, um, more, more in my forties and fifties. And so it's, it's, um, it's interesting. It's it's exciting, you know. There's there's certain exciting things when you meet someone that you connect with. Um, but there's also things that, you know, you don't want to settle, you know. And and you know, whether you're female or male, you, you don't need to settle, you know, as long as you're happy with yourself and you're doing what you want what makes, that that makes you happy. And that makes me happy. That I don't need to be in a relationship. I don't need to have somebody next to me 24 seven. I really like my independence. A lot of times um, I have a lot of friends and they spend a lot of time with me in Puerto Rico and I hadn't been there since the COVID started in in March. And I I went to the beach by myself. I paddle boarded by myself. (laughs) Um, There's something to be said about, you know, and, and I'm never really lonely or alone. I have a house full of people here. No, yeah, you're son never would. alone. No, so to to get some time and just be at peace uh, without having to entertain somebody, it's so refreshing. Yeah. It's so it's it's really, really quite wonderful. So I I definitely recommend taking that into to account when you're thinking to yourself i need a relationship i need this i need that you really don't i love that mm-hmm. that's our motto that's our motto absolutely yeah. and i know for a fact how much fun you two have
1: oh yeah <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, have,
2: you have more fun than anyone's supposed to have
1: judy listen to this though can I tell you a story tell me okay so today we went to the beach right and we were having fun just on our own you know social distancing mm-hmm. and then we went we were driving
0: um <laughs> <laughs> we were driving we were in a shopping center because we wanted to see if the ice cream shop if the people were wearing masks or not right and they weren't, <laughs> they weren't <laughs> as, we were,
1: as we were leaving the driving center there was this this guy in a car who was yes. like really attractive yeah and mary and i both stared at him <laughs> and he drove by. right and we said oh he's really attractive and then we see him he's at the gas station uh-huh filling up his gas tank so what do we do we
0: <laughs> turn the car around make a uv <laughs> luke coal into the gas station
1: right next to the guy pretending
0: right. we're getting gas although we have a full tank of gas <laughs> at the moment. and we're just staring at him and we start like singing and he looks at us
2: like we have like five heads
0: and then we go oh i forgot we had a full tank and we
1: just drive away and we watch skirt off
2: day. so funny so yeah. funny that's totally something i could see myself doing i thought you were gonna say you wanted to go into the ice cream store to get ice cream oh well we did
0: but unfortunately they didn't have masks on yeah but oh my
2: goodness i know Oh my goodness. Well, I mean I must say I'm I'm happy that everybody here is masked. Everyone when I was in Puerto Rico was was masked up. So I didn't feel uncomfortable there at all. That's disappointing and it's disappointing to know that people in Florida aren't paying attention. It's just it's just crazy. I know. Y'all need to wake up. Wake, wake up. up! <laughs> Right. I don't know why they're sleeping. I I don't because it's oh. just going to prolong suffering for all of us. I mm-hmm. know.
0: Mm-hmm. Judy for president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, thank oh, yeah. you. No, 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 thank you.
2: No, that, that's one. That's one job I I don't yeah. think
0: I want to have. <laughs> that's funny. All right. So let's see. To to wrap this up, is there one last thing you want to say to our listeners? One last piece of advice. One last little. Funny story, anything you want to say? Well,
2: I, I guess the one thing I, I would say is, you know, you, you just really have to believe in yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if you believe in yourself, it, I, I just really firmly believe that anything is possible. And I, one story does come to mind. So after I had worked for my father for all those years, my father and mother, you know, in a grocery store environment, I turned 16. wanted to get a real job. You know, in in my beach town, and this—you're going to laugh when you hear this one, Mary. Uh, this little restaurant opened up. Uh, it was a big pancake house. It was called Uncle Bill's Pancake House. So I'm I'm all of 16, and I go and I apply for the job, and I get the job. And this is when your mother and I were hanging out, Mary. We we spent mm-hmm. the summer surfing the boardwalk and and the beach. You know, man hunting and, you know, and, and playing in the arcades and just having some fun. So I got a job at Uncle Bill's Pancake House and I worked very hard. Sometimes I had to be there at 6 30 in the morning. Sometimes I had to be there at seven. And you weren't allowed to sit down, you weren't allowed to take breaks. You just had to work nonstop on your feet. But anyway, um, the end of the summer came and um, a lot of the kids were quitting. Because they didn't tell the owner that they had to go back to college and they had this and they had that. Well, I actually had to tell the owner that I needed to leave for a week, the, the last week in August, because I needed to go to field hockey camp. And he was so upset with what I said to him. He fired me on the spot. And wow. I, I was, I, I didn't cry in front of him, but I was devastated i went home and told my mother i was crying i said mom you'll never believe what happened this and that and i'm so sorry i got fired and she said judy you worked so hard this summer you got up at the crack of dawn yeah you worked yeah your feet were killing you we had to rub your feet take a week off and relax go have some fun and i i looked at her you know with my lip quivering and i said yeah, I I I guess you're right, mom. I guess you're right. You know, I did work hard. You know, I did make something just relax, you know, you worked hard. So my point is, you know, believe in yourself. Give it your all. If something doesn't work out, there's always something different coming right along. So there's there's always something new and exciting coming and and I would say take the opportunity if you're not doing anything to you know, further your education online where it's a lot cheaper. You know, if you don't have the money, money's an issue or take the opportunity to do some independent stuff. But I would say believe in yourself because uh, you got to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will.
0: Yes. Great! Oh, this has been wonderful. This has been really great. I feel I feel motivated. I feel motivated, ready to, to take on I'm the world. I'm so
2: happy! I'm so happy that you guys feel that way. It's it's actually oh. it's it's my pleasure. I and I I really think that what I speak, I I speak the truth, and I and I try to I try to live that way. I mean, I know that there are times when you know I you know like the COVID, the first six weeks of the COVID, where really devastating for me. Yeah. I, I mean, with every single thing that I was doing, even yeah. including real estate right now, which is which is very, um, which is on fire right now, but at the very beginning of COVID, it was closed down. People took mm-hmm. their houses off the market. You couldn't show properties. You, you know, my virtual tours, I, I couldn't sell my virtual tours to businesses. They were closed. They had to close, they didn't have money. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, every single thing, all my rentals canceled. I mean, this is how I make, this is how I make uh, money, my livelihood, everything depended on it. So I, I really had to regroup and, and figure out um, what to do and, uh, and, it, and, it, and it came to me. So I'm, I'm, back, I'm back in the saddle, <laughs> as <Yeah>. would say.
1: <laughs> take, take a second to think or take a second to even like grieve even, you know? Yeah. And then come back to it. When you're, when you're ready and come back strong and yeah
2: mm-hmm. exactly Luke so I started back with my with my personal trainer and uh, I, I had my first workout since I've been home from Puerto Rico yesterday you'll be happy to Good. hear that Gary. and Good. Um, I went sit Bob's walking out right now Bob I'm online getting an interview I'll be right, I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you have to take time but like what you said Luke you know take time regroup do some things for yourself
0: so mm. that's what I have to say. Yay. Well, thank you so much for this, Judy. I think all of our listeners will agree that they are feeling excited and love this episode.
2: Yeah, thank you. Well, I hope so. And I, and I can't wait to hear feedback on it. And I can't wait to see you two lovelies down in Cape May sometime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the beach oh, yeah. Must open. booking our flights right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. Wonderful. I love you guys. Thank you so much you. for the opportunity. I so appreciate it. And Judy, the
0: way we end every podcast, we set we squeeze our eyes really big. (laughs) We say one, two, three, squeeze.
1: We go like that. Ready?
0: Okay.
1: Ready? Two, Two,
2: three,
0: squeeze. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yay.